Hey guys, Kate the Socialite here again with episode 140 of The Kate Show. And today I am pulling back the curtain on how I work as a mom and as an entrepreneur. And I'm giving you actual tips on how you can batch work your business, especially if you have little kiddos or you just have other people or things that need your attention. So a little backstory on this. When I became a mom in July 2019, my 10 to 12 hour workdays were done, like kaput. And I had to compact all of that productivity into around four working hours per day, five days a week. And I'm here to tell you that that is actually possible. So let me repeat that. Working less and producing more is possible, even with a little one. I've had other entrepreneurs ask me how I'm able to create so much content and how my team and I are able to serve so many people and remain consistent throughout this time, especially since I'm not the only one in my business who has a young child. In fact, nearly all of the women who work for me, because we are 100% a female company, nearly all the women who work with me have kids too. And we are all navigating business and entrepreneurship together. And my friend, it is not by accident that everything works out. <laughs> and to be quite honest and transparent with you, I do not have a nanny. I do not have a daycare. We are on a waiting list, of course. And aside from my amazing husband helping me out, I honestly don't have any family members in the area who can help out with childcare. And I have a child that only recently started napping and she naps one to two hours a day, which does give me like 10 hours of uninterrupted work time every week, which is amazing. So if you've ever booked a call with me, you've probably met me on a, that special day each week that my husband takes our little girl to grandma's house so that I can batch work my phone calls and my Zoom meetings. And here's the deal, guys. Batch working really does work. Now, before I dive into how you can apply batch working to your own marketing. Let me just be, again, really transparent on a few things. First thing is I chose my busy life of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I chose it. I love it. Your current chaotic life might not be your choice. And I understand that I have so much compassion for that, especially with this year, 2020. We all know it's been a crap show. If you cannot change your situation, if you did not choose your chaos and you really don't want to be in it at all, you're going to find my efficient marketing systems and processes helpful. They're going to help you regain some control over your business and your life. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? Now, here's the deal. I do not have time to do things that don't work. And neither do you. I have ruthlessly stopped or reshaped my various marketing tasks to ensure that my own sales funnel is always working. Even when I'm changing a diaper or rocking my little girl to sleep or making dinner, you get the picture. So the stuff you're going to hear today is stuff that does work because I have tested it over the past 14 months and it is effective. This is how I get stuff done and I'm a really busy person and I know that everyone who listens to this podcast is also really busy. I know because I talk to so many of you, whether, you know, the old fashioned way on the phone or just through my inbox constantly, I'm getting the emails, the DMs, the chat messages all saying, hey, I need to get this done, but I don't have time. I need to get this done and I don't know how to do it. I need to be efficient and I am so overwhelmed. I am so scatterbrained because I have all these things in my life right now that I can't control. So I'm saying, girl, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Now, before we dive into all the batch working tips that I have for you, I do want to share a review of the week. And this one comes from Jill Regan Scully. Thank you so much, Jill, for writing this. Jill said, 
I just wanted to reach out and tell you how much I value the services and information that you provide. I've been a member of Socialite Vault since 2019, October 2019, and it was one of the best decisions that I have made for my business. I am continuously amazed at the insurmountable amount of resources that are available on your website for the small amount I pay per month. I just went in and downloaded a bunch of templates for my assistant to use in coming months, and I discovered even more things I didn't know I had access to. Jill, thank you again for writing that. That just makes my day. Because that's why the vault is here. It is here to make your life easier. Also, did you catch that? She has her assistant using her vault membership, and that is the way a lot of our members work. If they happen to have a team, but they don't want to hire an in-house marketer, they will just get a vault membership and let their team member, their assistant, whomever, run with it. Because it's very much plug and play. You can customize things as much or as little as you want to. All right, so enough about that. Let's get into the top batch working tips for marketing your business in the home industry. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. I'm going to tell you something that you already know. I blog every week. I mean, yes, my blog posts are actually my podcast show notes, but it's really no difference. I write one to 2,000 words per week for my blog, and it is a lot. So if you're blogging weekly like I am, or you want to, or you want to do it once a month or twice a month, you know that writing is just, it's so much work. I mean, writing a couple thousand words that make sense to your ideal client and propel your brand forward is no small feat. Now, if you're not blogging yet, I do want you to consider doing it like twice a month, maybe once per month if that's all you can do, but it's better than nothing because the content you create in your blog posts can be reused in so many different ways. Plus, it's really good for your SEO. For the sake of looking at the big picture, I am sharing with you today my mapped out batch working process on a monthly schedule. And I really suggest that you do the same for your monthly schedule and all your other marketing tasks. But I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. And then you pick apart what's going to work for you and start doing it. So my blog post batch working process is ideal if you plan to blog twice per month or every other week. And I chose that because a lot of you have decided that, yes, you're going to blog twice a month. Once a week is a bit much for you. And once a month seems like a little bit, just it's too little. So this process that I'm sharing with you does work best if you're planning your content a month in advance. So again, two blog posts a month, but planning them a month in advance, which means that your blog posts are drafted like two to four weeks before they're actually published. So let's talk about this week by week. In week number one, you plan. Plan out what you're going to say. Choose two topics based on a service that you offer or a question that you often get asked by leads or clients or something that you could just rant about all day long regarding your industry. This first week isn't just for listing out the topics and skipping away though. You need to truly plan out your content, add any relevant notes, photos, or resources for each topic, such as products that you'll want to link to. Now, pro tip for this, by the way, use Asana. If you have not used Asana yet, you are missing out because it will reduce your overwhelm significantly. Go to asana.com, which is A-S-A-N-A.com, and then create a project named blog. Create a task within that project for each blog post. 
you can use those tasks to house your notes, your links, and even the drafted text of your blog post. And that's honestly what I do, because then multiple members of my team have access to it. And it's just, it's so much easier than a Google Doc. I don't know. It just works for me. So consider using Asana to keep your blog planned and organized. Now, that's the planning week. Week number two, you should be drafting. So write two blog posts. That's easy, right? <laughs> that's like the most work right there. But write two blog posts and aim for a minimum of 500 words each, which is not that much, guys. It's like a single spaced page in a Word document or a Google document. Make sure that you keep your blog post focused on one topic and make sure you are using the right type of blog post. You could do a project tour, a how-to, a brand highlight, or a myth-busting topic, or you could reveal a truth about your industry. And honestly, there are so many different things like micro categories within those main categories that you could write about. So if you have writer's block, I suggest that you check out what my friend Jacqueline of Ochre and Beige has come up with. She has this big long list of blog post ideas, and I do have her resource linked in the show notes of this episode. So go to the KateShowPodcast.com episode 140 and get the full list of blog post ideas from my friend Jacqueline of Ochre and Beige. All right, so that was week two. You're actually writing the post one page each in a Word document. You can do it. Come on, I have faith in you. Week number three, you're going to edit and format. So that's when you're going to go back to those two blog posts with fresh eyes. You're going to proofread them, fix any typos, and then you're actually going to put them in the blog section of your website, and you're going to add in your images, and you're going to add the call to action at the end, and you're going to give it another little proofread because you're going to catch a few more typos. There are always sneaky little typos in there, and that's why I have somebody from my team who proofreads everything that I put out there because I have I'm like the queen of typos, which is ridiculous because I basically built a career where I write for a living, but typos are real. So instead of freaking out if a blog post gets published with a typo in it, just know that your multiple rounds of proofreading are going to help. And also, if a blog post does get published with a typo, you can always go back and fix it. It is okay. It is not chiseled in stone somewhere. Now, quick tip on what to do when you are formatting your blog post and putting your title in and all those fun things, make sure whatever title you come up with, you run it through the headline analyzer tool to make sure that it has good SEO. And then make sure that you save your sub headlines, so all the different headings basically within your blog post, save those for your most important information or the information your ideal client will find the most helpful. A lot of people will try to use those headings like H1 or H2 because they're trying to highlight something they think is important, like, check this out, or, and then I found out, dot, dot, dot. But the problem is, Google reads those headings first, and if it contains non-essential information, or worse, it doesn't contain any keywords, it's not really going to help you. So make sure that you are using headings appropriately. And if you want a real-life example of that, you can just look at my show notes, because they're all formatted for SEO every single time. And you can go to the Kate Show podcast to see that in person. Now, week number four is the fun week. You get to publish your blog posts and promote them. Or aside from saying publish, I should really say schedule them. You can schedule them to post ahead of time on a predetermined date. And it's really fun because then you get to post about it on social media. And I do suggest creating a social media graphic for each blog post that you release. You can use Canva to create those graphics. And those graphics should always use the same fonts and colors 
They should all match your brand, which means they would be coordinating with your logo. Share those graphics on social media when the blog post is published so that that blog post can get traction. Also, create a tall rectangular graphic or a pinnable version of that graphic as the cover image or the thumbnail of your blog post. So you're going to create, again, a tall rectangle image. It will have the title of your post. It will likely have a photo behind the text, and that should live at the top or the bottom of your actual individual blog post. That is what you will then pin to Pinterest. And if other people visiting your site want to pin that, they will automatically be given that to pin. All graphics, when you are pinning, by the way, they should all link back to the relevant blog post. So if you have a blog post out there, make sure it's actually going to the blog post it says it's going to. Don't have it go somewhere else. Otherwise, the people who are trying to get information from you and trying to read your blog post will just leave your website because they're not getting what they want. And I say this because sometimes people will just have everything connect to their contact page or their services page, and that just frustrates people. So make sure that you have that graphic linking back to the appropriate blog post. All right, so another pro tip for you as far as scheduling. Schedule your blog post to publish on predetermined dates. Nearly all website platforms will let you do this. And I know I mentioned this a second ago, but I really want to highlight this because if you have to remember to manually go in there and publish your blog post, you're going to forget. It's human. It, it happens. So schedule those posts ahead of time, whether you've got a WordPress site, Squarespace, whatever you have, most platforms will let you schedule it in advance. And make sure you schedule your social media posts in advance as well. You can use Facebook Business Manager if you just want a totally free tool. You can use a free plan from Hootsuite. Or if you want a more upgraded version, you can use Hopper HQ or something else like that. There are a lot of different social media scheduling tools out there, and they're all pretty easy to use at this point. Now, if you are like, I am so overwhelmed with the thought of creating blog posts or I like writing, but I can't do graphic design. Therefore, I, I don't want to create the graphics for them. You guys know I have resources for all this. Like, you know that. I'm not going to insert a sales pitch right here, but just so you know, I've got you. That is why I do what I do. I'm sharing this batch working process with you because if you want to do all this work yourself, I just want you to know that it is possible. Now, if you don't want to do it, then you have options. You do have alternatives. All right, that aside, Let's now talk about the email newsletter batch working process, because if you are not sending an email newsletter to your contacts, your past clients, your leads, you are not doing enough to market your business. And that's just the truth of it. And that's not my opinion. That is actually statistically proven. Email marketing is 40 times more effective than social media, and it's great for converting all the traffic you get to your website because of your blog. So all these pieces work together. If someone comes to your website, they're reading your blog post, they opt in for a freebie or even just your newsletter, you have to send out a newsletter to them to get them to the next step, which is to book you for a consult or a project. Because at the end of the day, there is no point to blogging or being on social if you don't have a way to convert those people into paying clients. So let's talk about the email newsletter batch working process. The process I'm going to share with you is really ideal if you want to send out one newsletter per month, which, by the way, is the recommended frequency. If you want to send more per month, just don't send more than like two 
per 30-day period because you don't want to irritate people. But if you send an email like every other month or once a quarter, that's also not effective because then people just forget that you exist in between. And they might just unsubscribe once they get your next newsletter because they'll be like, who the heck are you? (laughs) So that's why I recommend once a month, no more than twice a month. Here's the thing. Email newsletters are the most profitable form of marketing because they connect people at the end of your sales funnel to you. Oddly enough, even if you don't have an official sales funnel, email marketing can still be lucrative. It keeps you top of mind with past clients, it increases your word of mouth referrals, and it expands the number of repeat clients that you have. Many home pros can attempt to use their blog posts as newsletters or vice versa, but that method is flawed, so I just want to get that out of the way right away. Unlike blog posts, newsletters need to be very short and on point. Newsletters don't require any special keywords, they don't require any SEO, thank goodness, and they're successful mainly because they are concise and they have an attractive layout and a strong call to action. So let's just talk about how to batch work your email newsletter. In week number one, you need to pick out your topic. So it's a little bit similar to the blog post batch working. Your newsletter should educate, inspire, or entertain your ideal client in 300 words or less. Emphasis on the less. It should also contain three to five images, a headshot, a short bio, and a call to action. The topic of your newsletter really needs to align with a service that you offer because the call to action will then ask readers to take the next step toward hiring you for that service. For example, a newsletter about how to organize your walk-in closet would have a call to action of got a messy closet? Reply to this email for an estimate. A newsletter about the benefits and features of an in-home bar would have a call to action of ready to enhance your home? Click here to book a discovery call. You have to have a call to action at the end of every newsletter. Otherwise, people will read it and be like, hmm, that was nice. And then they'll just delete it and move on with their life. You want them to take the next step to click the button, to click reply, to have a conversation with you. All right, so that's week number one. Pick a topic that makes sense for who you're serving and for the service that you're offering. Week number two, you need to draft and design your newsletter. As you write your newsletter, stay focused on one topic with like three subtopics. And that can also be looked at as you have one topic and you're making three main points. Using our earlier example, a newsletter about in-home bars could have these three topics. You could talk about the ideal square footage needed, the various layouts to choose from, and the accessories you need. So that's three paragraphs. You have an opening paragraph, then you have those three paragraphs, and that's it. You can use an image from your portfolio to illustrate each point. And if you don't have an image that illustrates your point, you can even use a stock image. If that's hard to come by, you don't have to use something that exactly illustrates your point. You just need to kind of be in the same ballpark. Do not let perfectionism of finding the right photo become the reason you don't send your newsletter. Don't overthink it. Just create it and hit send. That's really all you have to do, guys. You pick a topic. You have three main points with photos to match, and then you send it. Pretty easy. If you don't think that sounds easy, you might want to use the pre-made, fully editable email newsletter templates that we offer in Socialite Vault. Just a quick disclaimer on that. Okay, so let's talk about social media batch working. And this is where it gets really interesting. The plan I'm about to describe to you works best if you are hoping to post three times per week on social media. And that process works really well if you're planning your content, again, a month in advance. 
which means your posts are drafted around two to four weeks before they're actually shared on social media. And there's really something to be said for planning your stuff ahead of time versus doing last minute social posts, last minute emails, last minute blog posts, because if you're doing things last minute, you cannot back up and look at the big picture of your business. So if you can plan things at least a month in advance, it allows you to stop and breathe for a second and think, okay, who is my ideal client? What services am I offering this client? And how can I explain the situation to them? How can I tell them through a story, through some conversational tone that I understand what their problems are and that I'm here to help? And that really is marketing. Marketing is finding a way to talk directly to your person and say, hey, I know what you're going through right now. I understand that this has been a crazy year for you and you are so sick of being at home and you just want this house to be something that revitalizes you and not something that drags you down. And because of that, I'm here to help. I have uh, home staging services, professional organizing services, interior design services, whatever it is. You have got to find a way to speak their language. Okay, so back to the topic of social media. Use week number one to curate your photos. And to keep this simple, you don't need to have a photo for every day of the month. You actually only need 12 photos. And before I get into that, let me just tell you, you don't need to be posting more than three days a week on social media, okay? You could do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever works for you. And each of those three days will be assigned a category, such as portfolio images are posted on Mondays, tips are posted on Wednesdays, personal stuff is posted on Fridays. And if you're following that plan, that means you'll need four images of your work, four images that illustrate a tip you want to share, or you could just do a text-only graphic that matches your branding so you wouldn't even need a photo on Wednesdays, and then four personal images. Now, the personal images are pretty flexible. You could do a lifestyle shot of yourself, brand photos of yourself and your team, behind-the-scenes photos, your family, your pets. Just bear in mind that photos of you specifically will have the most impact because as the business owner, you are literally the face of your business and people want to see your face. And I get a lot of pushback when I say that because some people are just like, well, but I feel like I'm too old to do that. Or I feel like I, I'm not happy with my appearance. I feel like I need to, you know, I need to get a new outfit. I need to get my hair done. I need to, you know, all these things. And those are all just, honestly, they're just excuses. You have to be comfortable with putting yourself out there because you're still going to meet with clients. You're still going to meet with them in their homes or on Zoom calls, and you're not rushing around going to a makeup artist every single time for those things, are you? No, of course not. That's not practical. So when I say you need to post photos of yourself every week, while some photos could be a professional brand photo shoot or professional lifestyle photos, what you can also do is just whip out your phone and take a picture of yourself. It doesn't have to be like an immature looking selfie, but it has to be something that shows you as a real person. If you have to use a filter, I understand there are days when I'm like, oh man, I'm not showing up on stories unless I have that one baby face filter. I get that. But the important thing is to just show up because people need to see you. All right, so week number one was curate photos. You need 12 of them to post three times a week. And then week number two is writing your captions. And this is where a lot of people get hung up. They're like, I don't know what to say on social media. This is so hard. But you have to think about it as you're just talking to your ideal client. 
When you walk into a potential client's home to do a consultation or to give them an estimate, do you just stand there with your mouth shut like you don't know what to say? No. You're personable. You talk to them. You ask them how you're doing. You share funny stories. You you do your thing because they're a real person and so are you. And you need to look at social media the same way. But that said, I have a tip for you that will really streamline how you create your social media captions. If you are blogging or sending email newsletters, the work is already done for you. Just copy and paste a paragraph from a blog post, from an email newsletter, and put it in your social media caption. You might have to reword it a little bit, but a lot of it's just going to be grab and go, which is awesome. And this is really useful if your blog posts or newsletters offer up tips or ideas or inspiration or project tours, and then you don't have to rewrite anything. You can just copy and paste, put the relevant image up there with it, and go. Now, you will want to make sure that you add a call to action at the end of most of your captions. If you're doing something more personal, like a Friday personal post, you don't really need a call to action. But on the other posts, you will. You'll need to tell your fans what to do next. There are a few call to action examples that I'm going to share with you. And this is honestly all you need. This is what a lot of people do for good reason. The first one is you can say at the end of your caption, click the link in my bio to read the rest of this blog post. or Click the link in my bio to get the next issue of my lookbook, which is a fancy way to describe your newsletter, by the way. Uh, Number three is you could say, ready to see some numbers for your project? Click the link in my bio to book a discovery call. You just need to get people off social media and on to your website or on the phone with you or emailing you. You don't want to keep all your people on social media because social media changes every day. And the person who's interested in you today and sees your post and thinks, okay, I could work with them, they might just forget about you tomorrow, unless you tell them what to do next. Now, bear in mind that if you're posting on Instagram, using the phrase link in bio is pretty much necessary. But if you're posting on Facebook or LinkedIn, you can just put the direct link at the end of your caption. So you could put a Calendly link for booking a discovery call, or you could put the link to your blog post or contact page or whatever it is. But Instagram is a little bit different. Okay, so as a quick recap, in week number one of social media batch working, you curated your photos. In week number two, you wrote your captions. And now week number three, you're going to assign your hashtags. So I suggest creating three different hashtag sets, and each set should have 15 to 20 hashtags in them. And if you're not sure which hashtags to use, you could totally get my pre-made hashtag sets. I actually have a freebie on my website. So you can go to katesocialite.com under freebies to get it, or just go to the show notes of this episode at thekatesshowpodcast.com. Now, those three hashtag sets correlate with the three types of social media posts that you'll be publishing each week. Keep those sets handy so that you can just copy and paste them into your Instagram captions or in the first comment. And as a final touch, add two or three hashtags that are specific to each photo or topic that you're posting about because that will add variety to your hashtag strategy without forcing you to manually find and type like 25 hashtags for every single post because ain't nobody got time for that. Now, quick tip on that. Do not turn your own business name into a hashtag and do not create your own hashtags. Hashtags only work if a lot of people are searching for and already using them. If you need my pre-made hashtag sets because you're not sure which ones to use, go get them. They're absolutely free at thekateshowpodcast.com episode 140 or go to the Kate Show or excuse me, katethesocialite.com under freebies. 
and you can use all of the ones that make sense for you and remove the ones you don't want and then make sure you're just saving three different hashtag sets and when you are posting make sure that you then add two or three specific hashtags for each photo that you're posting on social media which means that you're going to have somewhere between like 18 to 25 hashtags on each post and you can certainly have more you can have up to 30 but what I have found is that as long as you're using more than a dozen it really does help all right so you've picked your photos you've written your captions you've gotten your hashtags and now it's time to start scheduling out those posts and while you might be ready to schedule the post the same day that you write the captions, you can totally just wait a week. Come back a week later, proofread your captions, and make sure that you catch all the typos. Now, if you don't catch all the typos, don't freak out because you can always go back and edit a caption even after it's been published on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. And you can always just edit as much as you want to before you click publish. But the reason I say don't worry if a few slip through is because a lot of times we hold ourselves back by thinking we have to make every caption perfect. I would rather see you get out there posting consistently three times a week than to have all these drafted posts just sitting in your social media scheduler or in your Facebook business manager account and like do nothing with them. So do not let your perfectionism become a reason for procrastination. And also don't freak out if you think you're not a good writer. You have to understand that people just want to hear from you, and as long as you're talking to them the way you would talk to a friend or a client, you're going to do just fine. All right, so that aside, make sure that you have three social media posts scheduled for each week, and make sure you're assigning them to the same reoccurring day of the week. So every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday, every Tuesday, every Thursday, every Saturday, whichever set of three you like, do that. Now, all of that said, here are some miscellaneous marketing tips. I'm going to follow it up with different marketing tools you could consider using to make batch working your marketing really easy. All right, so six tips for you. Tip number one, make sure you have an Instagram business account. You can check whether you have that by going to the settings under, you go to settings, then you go to account, and then it'll say business, creator, or personal. A lot of you still have a personal account. It needs to be a business account. Tip number two, connect your Facebook page to your Instagram page. You can do this under the settings section on Instagram, and you can also do this under the settings of your Facebook business page. So make sure those two are connected, and they both have to be business level pages if you want them to be connected. So that's why it's important. Tip number three, if you want to start doing regular Instagram reels or stories, you don't have to come up with new topics. You could just riff off your latest social media post the day after or the day of that post. That way, you're releasing some form of content almost daily on Instagram. If your Instagram and Facebook business accounts are connected, your story will publish in both places, which is awesome. Tip number four, make sure you show your face in your stories. Do not hide. Turn that camera around and talk to your people. Tip number five, create two to three pins for each blog post that you publish. Now, earlier I did say, Make sure you create a tall rectangular graphic that can be pinned on social media. And I said only one. And that is the only one that should be in your blog post. But Pinterest encourages businesses to create more than one graphic for each blog post, which means you can create an extra one or two or three graphics. They don't have to be in your blog post, but they need to link back to it. That makes you look like you have like two to three times the amount of content than you actually have. And that's okay. 
That's what Pinterest encourages. And I do have a full episode about Pinterest strategy. So if you're interested in that, you can go back to the KateShowPodcast.com. But I don't want to give you all these web addresses and get you so confused. So for now, just know that you can always scroll back and listen to my Pinterest strategy episodes. But long story short, make sure you create several different graphics for each blog post. Tip number six, create a separate newsletter for each of your ideal clients. Some of you have more than one type of ideal client, which means that each ideal client needs its own sales funnel, which means it needs its own social media posts, its own freebies or lead magnets, its own email newsletters, its own blog posts. It's a lot of work having more than one ideal client. And that's why it's also best to send them separate newsletters because a newsletter, as I've said earlier, is the most important, the most profitable, the most lucrative part of your sales funnel. You don't want to waste that tool by sending the wrong people the wrong information. So the best way to do this is to have your different ideal clients on separate mailing lists to ensure the proper delivery of your newsletters and your lead magnet. And I find that to be better and easier than using tags or segments. So it's up to you, but that's just the way I prefer to do things. And this is a huge reason, honestly, why I recommend having only one ideal client, especially if you are new to business or you're new to marketing in general. Now, there are my six tips. Now let's talk about some marketing tools that you should consider. If you need help creating email newsletters or blog posts, we have templates for that. Go to socialitevault.com. If you are like, nah, I can do this on my own. I just need to know what tool to use. I suggest MailChimp. I also know a lot of people like Flowdesk. You can use either of those with our templates, by the way. If you are like, I need a new website or I need a better blog, check out Squarespace. That is a great resource. And if you need help with creating social media and Pinterest graphics, I recommend Canva. We also create templates for Canva users, so you could check those out. But Canva is so good for so many things. And there are a lot of designers we work with who are like, oh, Canva is so fun. And it is because I mean, we all are creative business owners and Canva lets us be creative and play with color and texture. And it's really fun. So there is that. And then if you are like, I need to schedule my social media ahead of time, I cannot keep remembering to post in real time. That is when I recommend using either Facebook Business Manager. That is free if you have a business Facebook page or the free version of Hootsuite, or you could use Hopper HQ or Tailwind. You could use so many different platforms out there, but I have had a lot of success with Hopper HQ. And then Facebook Business Manager recently released a feature that lets you schedule something to both your Facebook business page and your Instagram business page. So that's kind of cool. If you're looking for a free tool, then you might just want to consider doing that because then it keeps all your social media in one spot. But That is what I have for you today, guys. All my batch working tips. Now, honestly, these are all things that I do for my own business. And yes, I have a team who helps me. But then on top of that, we're also serving clients. So I get that the busy factor is real. It is so real. And that's why we have to approach marketing with a plan that helps us get ahead of things versus writing, sharing, posting, recording in real time. It's just not sustainable to do these things in real time. We have to back up and look at the big picture of our businesses and batch work and reduce the number of times we have to switch between tasks because that allows us to turn out better content as business owners. All right, guys, until next time, keep your marketing simple and keep your message clear. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.